Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Take two. I'm back <laughs> for take two. All right. Yeah, take two. I forgot to hit record in case anybody's wondering what we're talking you about. A little rusty. No, yeah. He's, he's a little I'm rusty. a little he's rusty. Little I don't even know how to operate all my equipment anymore. But, yeah, I'm back. Um, like we were just talking about, uh, Devin asked why I kind of took a break. Cause, yep. uh, why did you take a break? Yeah, why did what I take happened? a break? Because the fans, they're, they're saying, what's going on, man? Yeah. <laughs> Where you at? It was one of these things that that I felt like the episodes were not going where I wanted to, and they started to merge together. And, and again, I, I told you right before I knew we weren't recording, but I, when I really knew that there was an issue is that I was having a conversation and somebody was talking and reached over, grabbed my phone, and just started checking messages and stuff. And I was like, and it, it occurred to me, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Do we want to slot any names who you were, what, yes? No, I don't remember, <laughs> but... And, that, and that's one of the other things, too, that – and that's not a knock yeah, or that's, a, that's, that's, anybody. That's what, that's what we were saying before is it's not that guests were bad. It's just the, beget, the all the guests became one type Correct. of person. Yeah. All the personalities – it's like there's only so many – there's infinite, there's infinite amount of personalities, but the guests all became the mm-hmm. same type of personality. Yeah. And – and in the beginning, that was cool just because it was new. I was creating content, and I was also learning new things. Yeah. But it got to where, like you're saying, everybody was some type of entrepreneur. Yeah. It's not like it's not, you're not Joe Rogan. Exactly. Yeah, maybe you could be one day, but you're not Joe Rogan. You don't have the opportunity to have boxers. Exactly. To have UFC fighters, to have Hollywood actors. Right. So it, you can only have so much personality. Right. And, and that, it's no knock on They were probably great personalities. They were. Yeah, you can only have so. And that's what I knew. Like when I'm like, because Joe Rogan, that's who I listen to. Like you know, ninety percent of the time, unless it's my boy Theo. But shout out Theo Vaughn. But anyway, (laughs) but anyway, I love him. But we'll talk to him about him later. But yeah, so I kind of modeled the show after him just because I like how he'll have like MMA fighters. They don't have an actor. They don't have some type of scientist or whatever. And it keeps me my mind like sparking. Speaking of Joe Rogan. Well, actually, this doesn't have much to do with Joe Rogan, but there's a, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and I look at fitness stuff, so obviously I get fitness ads. I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy. His name is uh, Vince uh, – what is his name? Shoot. Anyways, the ad always starts, do you hate cardio? Do you hate – or do you like to eat blah, blah? And basically, he's a fraud, and he goes in, and he, he started out – there's a guy named Athlean X. His name is uh, his his channel is Athlean X. His name is Jeff Cavalier. But he makes great fitness videos. Yeah. He shows you you know what to do. He's one of the best. He he actually worked with Hollywood actors. This guy went in. What is his name? Vince. Something. Anyways, I Don't can't remember know. his name. I, I'll look it up. I could look it up. But uh, he went in, copied all of his material. Okay. And so it's just like uh, 
Jeff Cavalier would make a video about, okay, this is how you deadlift. You do this, you have this form, you know, legs, whatever. Guy just went in the exact same. Every copied video, it. Copied everything. And then everybody realized, hey, they started putting it together. Everybody discovered he's a fraud, but he's still out ripping people off because I guess he's a good-looking guy, and he just he I guess he's somehow he's getting money and he pays for all these advertisements. And one of his newest ads, it starts out, "Do you hate cardio?" Or, or no, is it no? It's, it starts out, um, "Cardio burns fat," and he's like, "Wrong," blah blah blah. Song. It's all garbage. It's like a YouTube ad that comes it's out. A, yeah, it's an ad. And then I he, feel like this sounds into, familiar now. Yes, he goes into and all the, what he goes into to sell his product. But and one of his as he's as his ad goes on, he's he's being interviewed by somebody in one of the little clips. It doesn't show who it is, but it's got a red curtain behind it. Do you and like when you when you when you see somebody with a red curtain behind them? That's Joe Rogan's podcast. So he set it up like he was on the Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast because anybody that sees that video is going to be like, hey, that's the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, this guy knows what he's talking about. But he doesn't know any – like he doesn't – you know, he's a fraud. And he also – like he had just a clip of uh, Dr. Doc, – not Dr. Oz, one of those doctors that gives out all the thing, and he was talking about, you know – Similar stuff to what he talks about, and he just he put he puts these people in his ads and takes little clips to make it look like these people are supporting him, but really they don't they probably don't know. They have no idea they who he have is. No idea who he is. Dude's putting but a lot of work in. Let me, yeah, I that's like, fine. I like find that yeah, dude's putting a lot of work yeah. in just to fake everything. Yeah. But isn't that but anyways, what he used the Joe Rogan curtains to make it, <laughs> make it like, like it, he was somebody? Oh my gosh! Uh, what is his name? But isn't that the thing with? content creation now that we like one thing goes viral then people will just create the exact same thing but in like a small different way like nothing is really original anymore like they'll see yeah. one guy has an original video or a thought and then everybody just but runs with it trying to go I mean, viral when, when like when it comes to working out and fitness and any, any of that stuff it gets to a point where you can't say much more about it you know mm. but anyway he was just straight ripping it off you know, word for word. Uh, his name is V-Shred, so here's the V-Shred. V-Shred? V-Shred, that's what it was. It's kind of like the Liver yeah, King? Just, yeah, here it is, I think. Put it up to the microphone to the mic so people can get it. What up, what up, V-Shred? Shout out. Oh, man. That's going to be questions. <laughs> You're fine. So is he still going, though? Like, he's still... Yeah, people are still... Fa- they must be falling for it because he's still getting ads, so it means he's still making money somehow. Well, four foot nine. I mean, he's got a. He's got a plan. I mean, he's got to give some good advice. Yeah. Maybe he's helped out some <laughs> people. <laughs> I don't th- no, because he he goes on to like sell these pills or something. I think. Like magic pills that'll so, get you whatever, shredded. Yes, or like if you take this out of your diet and blah blah blah, take my pill basically. Well, I mean, I feel like somebody. Well, actually, there's probably a lot of stupid people out there, and everyone wants a shortcut, and everyone wants to. Here we go. Okay, skinny fit. That's his voice. That we use to well, that's not the video. Exactly is this V-Shred, though? This is V-Shred. This is the fraud. Yeah, yeah. Have people right. called him a fraud, like, yes, straight there's out? Like, there's YouTube video. There's, like... There's tons of people already tons of people out there going after him. That they go after him. Gotcha. But that's, like, he's so... 
he's slick because he realizes there's still a whole bunch of people that don't know, that don't he's, know he's a fraud. He's a con artist. Yeah, like. that's what he is. Uh, where, where are we at? Anyway, I can't find the video. That's okay. Well, we know who he is. For I'm not a tech people guy. can look it up on his own. Look up Vshred on YouTube, and you'll he'll come up, and you'll find you'll find it. Uh, and people make your own personal opinion about the guy, but apparently, yeah, I mean, though, it's pretty pretty clear he's a fraud. Yeah, if he's trying to sell you magic pills to make you shred it in what like a week or something, probably. I don't know. There's no telling. Basically, he's trying to say that you don't have to run. That cardio is bad. You know, cardio doesn't make you lose weight. Obviously, it does. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is a whole rabbit hole you can go down. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could, you know, whatever. But I'm not a fitness guy. But I'm just saying, obviously, you know, a little exercise is gonna make you lose weight. Yeah, hey, you know, and that's now is it is cardio as great as you know? Uh, what? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Do it all, baby. I do it all. Yeah. What all the stuff you do? I'm, yeah. I mean. CrossFit? That's, that's, <laughs> CrossFit. That's, what, that's the word I was looking for. CrossFit. Yeah, man. Like, that's, I mean, like, my thing, dude. Like, you do, you do it all. And that's, you know, and it, I was, it's I was very like, humbling. I was I was having all the images of all the stuff. I was, like, imagining you doing the little. the little Muscle-ups? Uh, the muscle-ups. The, the kip. The little thing where it looks like they're flopping around. Kipping pull-ups? Kip, yeah, but I couldn't put a word to it. Okay. CrossFit. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, man. That's my thing. That's my I don't know. It's I'm, made, a, made I'm me not feel a very good. wordy guy. I can see things, but the words, hey, just, they're not there. Hey, man, it's all good, man. It's, it's all right. I can write, but I just don't have the... Dude words. can write. write You've been writing anything? Um, I'm trying to. I've you been like, write, like I've been music? Writing, uh, or... Yes. yes. Trying to. Um, so, I met some fellows that live about four or five miles from here. Okay. Um... One of the guys, he's trying, or he's making a studio, and he's he's an excellent guitar player, mandolin player. Um, he just he knows music, and um, he introduced me to some other people over there. They're all about music, um, and we've been playing together. And he's trying to like I've always just been all right. I hear a song I like, and in that moment, hey, I want to go try to cover it. Yeah. You know, that's basically all, you know, that's all I know because that song, you know, it hit a, hit a nerve. You know, it, it hit hit those little love strings, you know. It hit, it's playing got, a little. Got in your loins, got, huh? Got whatever. She's like, okay, I want to go sing that. But anyways, he's been trying to teach me, you know, the basics, you know, how to actually, how do you sit down and how do you actually get words on paper? How do you match those words to instrument instrumentals just that's you know is it pretty I mean. tough um yeah i mean i guess i guess anything is tough you know until you try it i mean yeah. uh, uh hardy was on theo vine he was kind of talking about writing a song and that it takes like three or four people to sit around yeah, and yeah. just kind of come up with it like me and another me him and another guy we are just there just they were sh- i'd never done it before they were just showing me okay this is what we're doing. We've got, let's just get some words down. It doesn't even have to sound good. And then we'll try to, you know, match it to some instrumentals and then start just blah, you know, and then eventually it'll, you got to get your, you know, I don't know. It just, 
it's just like it's like a right right like writing a paper, right? You yeah, it's you're. I mean, you're like, starting with a very very rough right rough, rough draft. Like him and like you couldn't even it might it's not even words at first. It's right. just you're it's just getting an idea or it's something. ideas that turn to sound little caveman sounds and then. Or maybe some – I'm sure a lot of people, like probably like Ed Sheeran or one of those guys, they can probably just – they hear a beat and, you know, there a song comes out. They can already – Yeah, it's like people who freestyle and stuff. Yeah, yeah. they already got a feel for it. But that's the well, way they've we been were, doing yeah. it for that's the way we were doing years it, and years and years probably. But. but like towards the end of it, I finally was like, hey, I'm starting to get this. And I was like able to add some of my own emotion, you know, just like – Put Devin Dalton yeah, into yeah, it. Putting Devin Dalton into it. Yeah. And yeah. – Hemingway said – all first drafts are shit. Yeah, you ever, you've heard that. Yeah. So he said, "Yeah, you write it down and you just keep editing it and playing with it until you get it to where so you I like actually, it." I come up with this quote myself. So I work at Woods Produce. You know, shout out! Shout out! <laughs> um, and I come in one day and there was this little piece of paper. Up. Somebody had stuck it to a wall and they'd put some quote up there, or they'd put some. It didn't look like a quote, or it didn't even look like wisdom to me. It just was, they wrote something up there. But it was something about when somebody with more experience than you tells you to do something, you should um, listen and do what they said. Something, basically it was like, you should always listen to people and do what they say or something. And Just because they're older? I don't know. That's the way I took it. Okay. So then... You know, everywhere in life, I'm very uh, – I do say what's on my mind, and I'm very – I just say what's true to me. So people assumed, hey, Devin wrote that. Blah, blah. You know, Devin's writing some wisdom, whatever, and they were trying to pin that – trying, trying to pin that on me, and I was like, I wouldn't say something stupid like that. So what I did, I went up there, and I put a little – another sticky note card up there and first thing I did was I went through and corrected their grammar (laughs) no I did not write that yeah even if I didn't go to Radford and was college educated I still would write better than that of course it was run on sentence run on sentences they misspelled several words anyways not my writing so I corrected it and then I put up my own quote to kind of counter what they said and I said, no, this is Devin's quote. And I put my name up there so anybody would see, no, if I put something up there, I'm going to take ownership. Sure. So I put Devin's quote, and I said, what did I say? I said, life is a rough draft, and only when, what did I say? Life is a rough draft. Something about when you die only is the final draft written, something like that. But anyways, that was my quote. Life is a rough Life, life is, is a rough, rough draft. And but only when you die is the final draft. Something like that. It was more poetic than that, but I mean, it say, makes yeah, sense. You get what I'm saying because everything we do yeah. is like a first draft. Just like that's pretty much. You just hope you, you did it right. Per- perfect. Don't have to do it perfect. Not that you don't have to do anything perfect the first time. Yeah. You just keep trying it. But whoever wrote the whoever first wrote up there is just like always listen to blah blah and do it do it right and you'll learn throughout life by listening and doing. No. But if you're listening to the wrong guy. Do it and make some mistakes and then keep. Well, that's how I learned. Trial and error, make mistakes. Make some mistakes and 
But I mean, yeah, because if you're learning from somebody who keeps making the mistakes and just maybe he's got four years of experience, but yeah. if he's doing it wrong, I, exactly. I don't want to learn from that it's guy. Like, and that's what I've worked out there for 10, 11 years, and it's just like exper- or age and experience does not always equal competence. No. You're not the most competent person just because you've been there the longest. No. It doesn't work like that. No. What if you've been doing it wrong for 20 years? Yeah, and that's one thing. Like and people may have learned something twenty years ago, and they say stuck in a way, yes. and it's not the most efficient and effective way of doing it. And you're like, "What are you doing, bro?" Yes, you know, it's like people who refuse to like, you know, they still want to use a typewriter versus a computer. Like, yeah, no, yeah. this is the only way. This is the way. And it's like, no, man, computer will help you write this yes. like twenty minutes faster, bro. Yes. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that's not that was not my quote. Not my quote. Make as many mistakes as you can. But your first one is yes. your quote, though. Yes. Is it that, still that up? My... Is it still up, Evan? No, I took so, it down. Oh, I just well. I left it up there for a little bit, just so people would see. If I do something, I take ownership for it. I'm not just gonna put up something stupid. And... Did anybody say anything about it? Uh, give you shit over it? There's really nobody out there anymore to give me shit, and just nobody gives me shit. I don't oh. take shit. <laughs> I ain't gonna take it. I don't take it anymore. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but. No, I don't. I don't even think the boss. He, I don't think they ever even. They even care. But. Well, I mean, like, something like that. I could, you know, it's no harm, no foul. Like, yeah, you're just saying your own thing. It's not like you're but, putting up anything that's, you know, what's the word am I looking for? Offending anybody? Yeah, yeah. But like, for, I, I don't know who put. I still don't know who put up the quote or who put up the original thing. But I know the type of person that would have. It's one of those people. One of those. There's lots of people I work with. They like to. They themselves are not very competent, but they like to tell the younger guys, you know, how it's done, how to do it, do that, you know, do it my way and blah, 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 you know, do it my way because they're looking for that control that they themselves never have had because they're not very competent and they don't need to be telling anybody what to do because. So they get on something and they think that they're the. They think and they're I'll an be expert. All, yeah, yeah, they think they're the expert, but no, just because you've been there a long time or just because you're an older person doesn't mean you're competent. You think it's just all they know? They just don't know how to get out of that, you know, because that's all that's – they've it's, only seen it that way, right? And they don't – you know, like I get a lot of my education from listening to podcasts and listening to other people, like, talk about their mistakes and what they've done wrong and stuff. And it's like, hey, man, there's other ways of doing shit. It's stubbornness and, like – and it's, they don't want to – they don't want to change – they're stubborn. They don't want to change, and they're just looking to find somebody that they think is weaker than them and tell them how to do something. Because it's like a what a higher alpha being, you know, like just because it's, it's what like, it, a tribal instinct, right? I guess. Like, like hey, you, I'm if the. You ever, I'm, if you ever I, listen to Jordan Peterson, he talks about hierarchies. Yes, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, I'm the, so. Obviously, in life, there are there are hierarchies. Where you work, there's a boss. Yeah. Where I work, there's a boss. The boss, most of the time, should be should be the, excuse me should be the most competent person. It's probably not always like that, but when you have one of these people that's trying to tell you know one of these people that are obviously at the bottom of the hierarchy how to do something mm-hmm. because they themselves want to be up here and if you can tell this guy that's down here you know how to do something it makes them feel like they're up here but really yeah they've been here 40 years and they're still at the bottom of the hierarchy yeah 
somebody else was talking about this that basically if you and I and like 20 other people got stranded out on an island, somebody would automatically try to become the the king and like tell everybody what to but do yeah, and all, start laying yeah, out. I mean, it's, it's like, just why, like why, who, who made you king, dude? Like, well, you don't know anything. Exactly. It's like, you remember when we played Ark Survival Evolved? <laughs> yeah, we're both nerds. Uh huh. Um, we play video games, but the game, they just throw you on an island. And eventually people start forming tribes. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just the way it went because you're building up, gathering stuff. Right. And when people have things, other people want to take it. Yes. Whether it's fairly or whatever. Trying to join forces like or whatever. To, you know, we were basic we were all savages. Yeah. And you had to join a, a tribe and Yeah. For those who don't know what we're talking about, this so they know that yeah. it's a survival game. It was in dinosaur ages. That's when it was taking place. Actually, they never really, they never really. Well, said. There's they dinosaurs had, there, right? Futuristic stuff too. But that was but later, you could, right? You could tame dinosaurs, but it never actually says, "Hey." Okay, well, there's you're dinosaurs just out on there. Some okay, and but you start out like a loincloth, and you have to get, you got like an, a stick or something, yeah. and you have yeah. to start just building up Cut there down and like some trees, dig some dirt up. Yeah, and you start building a base, and hopefully, like you and I, and then I guess Tim and Coach and Matt. You, you just get all your boys or whoever you want to to come yeah. into your tribe, and you know you just try to populate it, and make a civilization, and hope that nobody else comes to steal all your shit. Yeah, yeah, that's part of the game, and it's kind of the fun of the game too. But it's, but it's not fun when everyone steals all your shit, yeah, and you yeah. get left with nothing after putting that countless hours into it. But there's always somebody bossing somebody around, or yes. little. There's always a leader. There has a leader uh, yeah. that will emerge. And there's always like somebody doing all the dirty work. And whether it's like <laughs> if you've watched Game of Thrones. Most of the world has. You should. Yeah. You have the leaders that are just there. They're the leader. Or you have the leaders like Jon Snow. They weren't. They didn't want to be the leader, but they're the best candidate for the job. Yeah. And they just become the leader because they're the most competent or they're just the best or the, they're the smartest or the tough, whatever. But, yeah. Do you study leadership at all? Um. I watch or just like what makes a good leader <laughs> I and watch like YouTube videos. Well, like that's what I mean. I'm not saying yeah. like you know you're sitting there writing I mean, books and stuff, but I, guess I mean technically I was warehouse manager, but we didn't we don't really have titles up there. But obviously I know how to I know how to lead. Yes. Yeah. I've I've, I've probably trained probably 50 plus people. You know, young kids. It's hard. You can't really if somebody's older than me, you can't really. Older people don't want to be trained by somebody younger than. But yes, I've, I know about leadership. Yeah, there's this, you know, there's all types of leadership, and I was just wondering, like maybe, like the one that you think that you kind of see more of your abilities in. I mean, just from me as my own experience, like the best leaders are the ones that get out there and. It's like servant. Well, they lead what? by they lead by example. Yeah, that's like, that's that's servant. And I know I know in most fi- like not all fields can the leader lead by example because you know he's doing this or he's like up in an office blah yeah. blah. But the best I mean the best leaders lead by example. So one one thing that I see that most people do wrong that tr- there's a lot of people that want to be leaders they want to be managers and the one thing they do wrong or the most common thing they do wrong is they tell people to do stuff, do jobs, do things that they wouldn't do themselves. If yeah. you ever do that, 
Nobody will ever respect you. They will never listen to you. They will never follow you. You can, if you're leading people, you can never tell somebody to do something that you wouldn't do. Correct. That's even like. I agree. That's even if it's janitorial work. You yeah. can't tell somebody to do something you wouldn't do. Yeah. I mean, you can, but mm. you will never have the respect. Your, the respect from what what would you call them subordinates or not subordinates yeah, just the, whatever they are yeah, the just the workers the, from the people that you're leading right. you will never have the respect yeah. it's the same thing like I've never been in the military but if you were in the military the leader he's not he's gonna always I'm sure he's always gonna be leading the charge and mm-hmm. he's not gonna tell any guy to like hey man carry my jock strap <laughs> he's not gonna do that. Yeah. He's not going to tell somebody to do like to do something that he wouldn't do. He wouldn't say, "Hey, you go over there and fight the toughest guy that they have." Right? No, the leader he's going to say, "Nope, I want the toughest guy." Yeah. Well, that's like I, one I mean, of the. I don't know if that's how it works. I don't know. If, well, I don't know anything about the military, but I'm just saying you can't tell somebody to do something that you wouldn't. No, do. I agree with that. But that's like a lot of what the entertainment and like other people you could kind of portray like with kings and stuff. They're like, "Hey, go fight my fight for me while I sit here and yes. sip on cheap wine." That's and why you've seen fat. all those old medieval movies like the king that's actually out there on the battlefield that's the best leaders because he's actually like he's not telling somebody to go do something he wouldn't do no they know oh my king he's a fighter too yeah he's here fighting right alongside me yeah right yeah no i'm right there with you and i think they call that servant leadership and that's what i've always i guess idolized or respected just because hey man they're down here getting dirty with me and encourage people Always, you know, just be encouraging. Yeah. Do you think people need that? Like, just people want to be told what to do, though? Like, dicta- have a dictatorship? Just people just – they don't know how to think well, outside so, the box? Okay, some, people like, just, some people like to be told what to do because they don't – they're – they just don't want to think. Like, yeah. They, they like – there are some people that are just made for that – call it the wingman role. You know, they're made for – they don't want to lead. They just they want to be a winger. Go in there, do their thing, and they just go wanna, home. Or they want to be a like if it's basketball or f- basketball terms, they role play. They're just role players. Right. There's some people they don't want to lead, and they like. I like. I mean, even me. Like, I guess I'm a, an, an okay leader. You know, I have led before, and there are times when, or actually all the time, I want to know. I want to. I want to be told what to do. That way, I want that communication to know. Okay, this is what we're doing. No. You know. I don't. I don't necessarily like being told. You know, I don't like being told. You do, but you don't. Yeah, I do, but I don't. I want to be. It depends on who's telling you what to do, right? We're doing. I want to know what we're doing, but you know, I still like. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, like. I don't want like kind of what we're just going back to what you were just saying. Like this, some calls. Some guy said he's got 18 years of experience and he's trying to tell you what to do, and it's like, well, dude, you don't. This is completely wrong, but you know somebody who's been proven knows the job. You know that you respect very well, and if he's telling you like, "Hey, this is what we need to do to get to point A to point B to point C," then oh yeah, okay, this guy, this is the guy right here. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I got, I'm, I'm, I got you, man. Yes. We'll go to the gates of hell and fight, bro. I don't care. Well, it's like where I work. We don't really have job titles. We all just we work for the boss. But some kid asked me the other day. He asked me the other day. He's like. So are you like the, the what did he say? The boss. Are you like the manager out here? And I was like, nah, man, I just work here. But he was asking me that because 
I'm helpful. I, I try to be helpful. I try to if there's people that don't know what's going on. Yeah. I, I just try to, you know, this is what needs to be done. And am I doing that because I'm a really really nice guy? I maybe, but also I'm doing it because I know that if the more competent people we have, the more competence that I spread, the easier the job is for me yes. because you have competent people. Yeah. You. Yeah, and you that's get the goal. Increases workflow. Yes, like everyone's exactly. doing their thing and knows exactly. what to do. Exactly. And productivity's out the wazoo. And exactly. People are just not standing around eating grapes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they do that. I don't know. Eating grapes and stealing watermelons. <laughs> yeah, they're back there just hiding. Like, I ain't loading this truck. I'm not loading this truck. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, the way I, that's the way I like to work. You know, you work hard and then you stand around. Yeah, get, when the, get the job done and then stand around. That's it, man. Yeah, do your work, and then if you got free time, then hey, we're, then we can, stand, we can play it now. Time. It's yeah. play time, you know. Yeah. Well, that's good that he's looking up to you like that and like kind of getting that fulfillment, like, oh, okay. Like, you're talking about lead it by example, and it's yeah. like, hey, man, yeah, let's just knock out this whatever hour of work, and then we'll sit around for whatever. And yeah. I don't know, whatever y'all do out there, party on. We just eat grapes and still want <laughs> Just eat grapes and still want At least y'all eating good, man. Yeah. just eating trash. We eat healthy out there. Huh. So what else are you doing for self-improvement um, besides learning and, like, writing, trying right. to lead more people? Is it getting dark? Do we need a light? Well, that's what I was going to say. Do we need to check and make sure? Yeah, our, like, yeah uh, go good? ahead. Go ahead and just at least get something going on. Uh, we might take a few minutes right here, people. We'll get some more light in here, making sure those who are watching the, uh, the YouTube video are doing pretty good. can see us, our beautiful faces, and see old June's kitchen right here. I can cut this part out. Is it, is it still recording? I think it looks good. Okay. If you think it looks good. As long as you can still see us and keep it going, baby. Yeah. And we're back. All right, we're back. So, yeah, other things you're doing to self-improve? Um, so, life, life can be tough sometimes. Yeah. Can't, I mean, you agree with that? A hundred percent. Life is, like like Jordan Peterson says, life is suffering. Well, actually, he probably didn't say that, but it's more like a Buddhist thing or something like that. But life is full of suffering. But, um, so, anxiety is something that I struggle with. It's something I've always struggled with. Just all types of anxiety? Um, or is it more? Me, all right, for me. Just so the people know. Yeah, yeah. I can go back to I can go back to day one when I the moment I discovered anxiety. Okay. I mean, because you know you have different. Or actually, I could go way back to, to the the start of time. Anxiety would be the guy that sees a line and he's running from it. That's anxiety. Okay. That's I agree. Or it's anxiety. I guess. Anxiety turns into fear. I don't really know how it works. I don't know if it's on a spectrum, whatever. But anxiety, fear, is it the same thing? I don't know. But anyways, that is anxiety. You see a threat, and your brain starts doing stuff, starts producing thoughts. Thoughts of, oh, danger, you know, run. So there, you have guy running from line, 
running from bear or whatever, that's anxiety, you know. His fight or flight reflex is going. He's in danger, so he's scared, right? Yeah. So you also have claust you know, claustrophobia, you know, you know claustroph you know, yeah, being close places, heights, yeah. You know, there's all different types of fears. Fear of right. heights. Some people are randomly afraid of clowns, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like I don't understand any of that stuff. Or like some people are just randomly afraid of being buried alive in a coffin or mm -hmm. I don't know, just like the thought of it, something. But there's different types of fear, fears, phobias, whatever you want to call them. Um, for me, social anxiety, that's always been, that's been my go-to, you know, that's, that's my thing. Yeah. So, social anxiety, I really, you know, when you're a kid, you just live, you live life. And that's what I'll get to later. That's the key to, to anxiety is just you live your life. That's the ultimate um, That's the ultimate weapon against anxiety is just living life. But anyways, when you're a kid, you're pretty much you're free from the anxiety that adults experience. I mean, you, you'll get face it on small, you know, small scale. Like you'll be playing with your brothers and sisters and like – you're about to get in a fight and you get a little bit of anxiety that, oh no, I'm about to get hit or whatever. You get small scale anxiety as a kid, but you don't experience the anxiety that an adult would, the same types of anxiety. It's a different scale? It's, it's a whole lot different scale because when you become an adult, you got a whole lot more to deal with. You got a whole lot more to worry about. Yeah. You got a whole lot it's more responsibilities. You got more threats. Like your brain is. Like when you're a kid, it's like, oh, you know, I need to eat, sleep, and play, piss and shit, and whatever, <laughs> and play. Yeah. And in, you know, in between there, there's little bits of, oh no, what am I gonna eat? Mom ain't making, you know, macaroni and cheese for supper. Right. And you get, oh no, I'm whatever. You got little bits of things that you worry about, but mostly you can just live your life. That's why people, like, the innocence of a child is like people just. They like, you know, they like to see kids playing because it's just like, man, that's just, it's so nice. Like a carefree yeah, kind of. carefree. It's just like you just want to, you know, man, that's, it's so nice that there's people that. People just, are wanting that. Yes. Like, they're just, get to live their life, you know, they get to live their life. But anyways, when you become, or when I became like a teenager, life doesn't necessarily get harder but your brain my brain perceived it perceived more threats all right for me the threats were they trying to protect you what's that they trying to protect you kind of like it's a threat yes, like it's yeah a, it's, a, it's a like a survival yes, kind of thing mechanism. okay so that's where the social anxiety comes in for me i get older and your brain starts recognizing more threats like i said those threats being other people like, that's where people start becoming self-conscious, you know. Like, when you're a kid, you're not really self-conscious. You don't care. Right. You're, just, you're a kid. But when you get older, and especially now, let's throw in, you know, back in the day, is like, oh, i got to impress seven people in my eighth grade class. Now, like, 
I really, I have lots of empathy for eight to eighth grade girls all the way up to whenever, to 25, however old, because you now, you're in the social media realm. Sure. And there's threat, there's threats everywhere, because every day you have to, or you, people might feel that they have to be a certain way, look a certain way, act a certain way, and that's where I'm sure all these young people just ex- are experiencing so much social anxiety. Every day it's a competition to be your best or be make sure best, everyone loves you. Be better than everybody else. Or people might people might have this thought that I have to be not necessarily the best, but I don't want to be down here because then the group, the tribe, whatever you want to call it, they're going to kick me out of it. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to be shunned. Does anybody want to be shunned? Never. And that's what people start feeling in their heads, all this <clears throat> social anxiety. I got off track off my – I was talking about myself, but now I'm talking about everybody. I'm just talking about You're in fine. general. But that's what they start feeling. There's all these threats out here. And now it's all a big competition, you know, who is the best. Who can get the most likes. Who who can get the most likes, the most comments. Followers, all that shit. Clout, what's the new word? Uh, What's that, Riz? Who's got the most Riz? Riz, Rizinator. You've heard that? Throwing out the Riz to the ladies. my My nephews are all about that Riz. Like, we even come up with... I know, thought that was more about get, trying to get ladies. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. But like, even guys, you know, they're probably not taking it as seriously, but there's... I don't, actually, I don't know. I can't say that there's any... I'm sure g- girls and guys experience the same social anxiety, but it's. I'm sure it's different. But anyways, you know, if you're a guy, you probably feel like, hey, I got to go out and have this many girls or... I'm not going to be accepted by the group. Yeah. I got to get this Riz score. Is that what they're calling it? Get Riz sure. Score. I don't, I don't know. know. But the, I've it, heard the Riz, though, Riz. but I don't know if it's a score. But <laughs> I like, don't know. But, but I thought you, it's kind of like yeah. the swag or whatever. whatever. You throw out the Riz and you yes. get the ladies. Though. But that all, goes, up, that all goes back to people's so, – well, it's their social anxiety people have because they want to impress everybody else because they don't want to be kicked out of the group. They don't want to be – the loser, you know. Nobody wants to be. I get it. And to me, the losers are a lot cooler than the, than the other people because it, at least. Like people who see the world differently yeah, and yeah, just like, hey, I don't yeah. have to be accepted ones, by yeah, a society. The, well, I'm not saying losing's not cool. I mean, obviously, try to excel and be a winner. Right. But the but, people that the groups nowadays consider the losers, they're probably a lot more genuine. Kind original like, than the people that are acting like the group, you know, the gr- who want, like the group, they're just the group. Kind of like, like back in our day, like the high school jock who dated like the prom queen and all that, but like, you know, the stereotypical quote unquote nerd, like, mm-hmm. you know, loser guy, like nobody wanted to be that guy, but like but high school for us, everybody wanted to be the captain or, or the quarter yeah. or captain of the football team, all the yes. cool guy walking around party guy, but. But, yeah, then, like, the nerds come out of nowhere and shine after yeah, yeah, they yeah. get out of, like, hey, yes. yeah, like, I don't care. I, I don't care. I was not accepted because I like Star Wars and building Legos and playing video games, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, hey, I'm fine. Like, I'm cool. Like, I've excelled at life where 
that. But like now it's completely different because if you're on social media, like everything is seen 24 seven and like one little small thing, one little wrong sentence can like almost interrupt or kill you right now. Like, you know, not, not, we don't have to go down this side road, but like our boy Theo is almost, it seems like they're trying to get him canceled with that Roseanne interview. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, and like she was Jewish, and whatever she was talking about, I can't remember word for it's word. Like, wait, I, is that something he said or something she? She, said? something she it's like, said. That's, a, that's a, it's like he didn't even say it. Yeah. So what does it matter? But and like and the Roseanne was not. It wasn't in my point of view not that negative, and it was plus where she is Jewish. I was like, well, she has the right to say that. I feel like. So anyway, but anyway, yes. I don't mean to go off side yes. hands there. But anyway, that's my point. And once Theo, I got your back, bro. I love you. Theo. <laughs> He's the only person that needs to have a mullet right now. Him and Morgan Wallen. <laughs> More Waylon. Yeah, Waylon. <laughs> but that's that's what I'm trying to say is there are so many people that feel like like now the thing is mullets. You got to grow that mullet out, and you got to be this certain thing, or you won't be accepted by the group. Right. I mean, you know, like back in my day, it was I got to wear camouflage camo and. That was cool. The, whatever, that was the thing, or I won't be accepted by the group. Right. Or if you were one of the preppy people, you wore the – that's when the cargo shorts started becoming not cool, yep. which I continued to wear because I didn't care. You know? Dude, but, dude's got a lot of cargo. He's got a haul. I love them cargo <laughs> shorts. But you, were, you became one of the preppy people, and you wore the, the polos and whatever. Yep. And you had to fit that image, or you know, you might get shunned from the group. Is that part of just growing up, though? Because you don't really know who you are. You just kind of think that you know who you are just because of what people want you to be. And then once you finally get shunned from the group, you finally kind of figure out. Like a lot of people like on my podcast I've been talking to, like they've done these journeys where they go by themselves and mm-hmm. this experience life by themselves. Like whether it's just traveling through random countries, just, hey, I want to go – road trip across America by myself and they finally start to like, hey, I like this. I don't like this. Hey, this is this is me right now, yeah. you know? Like I know who I am. Yeah. Like Matthew McConaughey talks about that in Green Lights a little bit, like where he went out to a desert and wrote that book and mm-hmm. you know, decided like, hey, I this is it it's fucking really great good. book. That dude He built a tree that that was I forgot about that, but like he just randomly went out and like built a tree house, like four stories up in a tree. On somebody else's property, and like I think he stole some. I don't Probably, know, but, yeah. Someone was like, on. you know, screw him being a Hollywood actor. Like that's pretty cool. That he dude just went out and built a tree. He's house. got some thoughts, man. Yeah, and, and he he does it right. And like, yeah, you know, he's made it really well in life and done. But he's, you know, when I first thought, remember this, is, I don't even have to go down this road either about Matthew McConaughey. But what I'm trying to say is, is he got like I listened to him on some podcasts and stuff, and he's got well articulated thoughts he's just not some guy out there just trying to be you know all right all right all right and then being a good looking guy in the movie he's just like he's an intellectual and he is yeah and like you know he's learned he's got a very interesting life and he talks about it openly and he's learned lessons from it kind of like what we were talking about his his life a rough draft and and he's like now he's gotten to the point i don't know how old he is but he's actually what am I trying to say? He's actually out speaking his words of wisdom yeah, yeah. to everybody. And it's yeah. like, and I relate to him yeah. a lot. No, I really so, enjoyed that book. That's not the good take away from the anxiety thing, but and again, like in, you know, in, in, you know, I don't know if we want to go down like a whole mental we health or anxiety we road, can go but wherever you want. okay, you know, that's Tom. What I, that's what I like talking about. Anxiety. Okay, do you know, uh, you know, Tom Holland. I do know Tom. Spider Man. Yes. For those who don't, <laughs> new Spider Man. Um, 
he was on a recent podcast, and I didn't know about him. This guy, I just thought he was some cool English dude who was dating. Uh, what's his girl? Zendaya. Uh, Zendaya. Zendaya. I don't, I don't is know. Is that how you say it? No, Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah. Anyway, the hot one. Yeah, yeah, the hot one. <laughs> Everyone will know like who she is. She's like the only girl I know with that name. But anyway, he said he suffered from social anxiety. Yeah. And he, he, he I mean, ev- everybody does to an extent. Right. But I mean, he, he made it sound like it was bad, though. Yes. Like, and he almost became an alcoholic or was an alcoholic yeah. at one point. And I was like, really? really? I never yeah. expected that. And then, like, he actually went into this whole podcast about how, like, he stopped drinking and that's like he finally figured out that hey, I didn't need drinks to help me, you know, become part of this, whatever. When I go yeah, yeah. to social gatherings or whatever, and I was like, wow. And like, and actually, and then he then he got to one part of the podcast where he said something along those lines about having social anxiety, and some news group or reporter took it to a whole new level. Like, oh no, Tom Holland's got mental health issues, and like he was like, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. You know, he's just I was trying to you know speak openly about it. And, yeah. yeah. And go from there, and I was like, "Wow!" And it's like you said that. You know, once you hear stuff like that, like, "Oh man, Spider Man's got issues." Like, it's yeah. like I'm not the only one. Well, that okay, and that's cool. what that's what you see is everybody's got it, some form of it. But when it really becomes a problem, and that's what I was going to lead into my own life, is when you run from it. When you when you don't face it, like you when just, you when you avoid stuff, when you start avoiding, th- when you start avoiding what it is you're afraid of. Okay. So, for me, I started to realize, hey, you know, I'm not a kid anymore, and the world's very judgmental. They're, you know, and most people, they just go on. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Join this click. They for me, I just kind of just went into my shell. It was like that was your yeah, like survival was instinct. De- that was my defense mechanism because like you know, I really just like being myself, but I feel like I can't be myself because the way people would I make perceive, you feel. And like I said, the world's not as bad as I'm making out to be. I'm just, I'm just. The world can be. Pretty, I mean, it can be. It can brutal. be. It can be brutal. But like yes. in your experience, it's saying, not as bad. I say. I made it worse than what it than was. what it was. Yes. I get that. Yes. I go down those roads. Like, I saw it like, hey, all these people were, you know, maybe, you know, they're joining these groups and cliques and, like, they don't want to talk to me. Maybe they thought, hey, he he's, doesn't ever talk. He doesn't want to talk to us, you know. I just, I never talked, period. I just went through high school and, you know, basically just was quiet the entire time because I was so afraid of what – Doing a wrong thing or Doing saying the wrong, the wrong thing, thing, or I was afraid of being myself. I was afraid that if they saw Devin Dalton, they wouldn't like him and they would reject him. And I couldn't be somebody else. I couldn't be, I couldn't be, you know, one of the rednecks or one of the preps or whatever you want to call it, because it wasn't who I was. I'm just Devin Dalton, and. Instead of just being Devin Dalton and not giving a, you know, a fuck, I just 
was nobody, I guess. I just did nothing. You know, I did not, I did not live my life like, you know, I avoided things. I never, I quit sports. I quit life, basically. That's, that's social anxiety. Damn. But I'm living life now. So, after high school, is that when you decided, like, hey, um, I want to start living my life? Or was it, because I've, I've known you for, well, for years. Like I, I mean, said, I'm like, like, even like I said, I'm just, college I, okay, I'm, I, let me say, I quit my social life. That's what I'll say. I quit my social life. Or you quit, try, you quit trying to yes. be social. Yes, basically. I still, like, you know, I played basketball by myself. Yeah. Or with people. Or, or with was, us. I remember I playing ball. With, or I hung out with the older people. Or, and that's another thing. I've always got along with older people better anyway. I agree with that. But, I'm the same way. Yeah. Or I played video games or, you know, I just did the things that I was comfortable doing. But I avoided any social situation because at the root of it, I was just afraid that nobody would accept me. Which, and they might not have, you know. That's because, like we, like we were just talking, young people are brutal. Yeah. You know, they are pretty brutal. So it's like, I'll tell one story. So when I, you know, we're both from Metazadan. Sweet home, Metazadan, yeah. baby. We're both from Metazadan. Shout and out. my class, my seventh grade class, I think had 11 people. Four boys. What's the math? Six girls, seven? Had seven, seven people? Girls. Four boys, three girls? Or 11? No, no, no. I'm seven four, girls, four boys? No, four and seven. That's four and seven is yeah, eleven. Four and seven, yeah. Sorry, I, my math. I'm actually pretty good at math. <laughs> but I was, I was, I know I was, I was looking at the, fa- I was trying to look at the faces and I was trying to count the the faces and like how right. it was something like eleven people. He can do four and seven yes. together. Four y'all. and seven. Four plus seven is twelve, right? Okay, anyways, anyways, we had a very. The point of this is we had a very small class. Sure. So then you go down to the high school. There's like 250 faces, 200, 200 faces. I don't know any of them. The chances of me having a class with somebody I know is like zero. Sure. So it's a whole new world. Metazadan, you know, small group. It's easy to feel comfortable. You have that, you have that control of your environment because it's like you've been around them for eight years. Right. And you know everybody, you know, this is a whole new ball game down there. So for me, I can relate. I go down there, and I'm that anxiety. It's picking up. Like my f- first day of eighth grade, one of the worst days of my life. You know, first day of eighth grade, second semester, probably the second worst. You know, I'm, anyways, it's just bad. You're going down there is like all the thoughts I'm having. It's just like I don't know anybody. Where do I sit at lunch? You know. It's a whole new world. It's, it's a whole just new routine. Like, where do I go? Yeah, you, you're, do, you're, you're, everything who, you do like, that day is new. I don't know any new. of these people. Will they like me? Um, anyway, it's just a whole new world of social anxiety. That's when social anxiety, like, I'd been worried about high school. And like I said, I'm, you know, probably not everybody's like me, but that's what I experienced. So I'd been worried about high school for probably the year leading up to it. And there, I'm finally there. And I remember it's like the first day of lunch. I go and like, man, that's a big cafeteria. Where do I sit? Yeah. 
Who do I sit with? Do I see any familiar faces? Could I just walk up to a random stranger and sit down beside them? I don't know. I've never done it before. And nobody really ever does. I mean, kids don't normally do that. You, they find somebody. Like nowadays, I know all the kids are like texting like, hey, I need to get this class changed because blah, blah's in third block and I need to have somebody. Yeah. But like for me, you know. Yeah, we didn't have that. Yeah, we didn't have that. So I go in there and I don't see any familiar faces. But then I wait. I see a few people. I play, you know, I, I used to play, I played AAU basketball. You know, I used to play basketball, but then the social anxiety kicked in and I just, I quit life, like I said. I see a few people that, you know, hey, I played with them, you know, played, played ball with them. So then I go sit down and, you know, I could already see that, hey, they, they, they kind of have a group here. They all know each other, but they, and I know a few of them, but most of them don't know me except for the few people. But, like, I'm not actually in this. This is their group, you know. So I remember sitting down and, you know, I don't remember what they were talking about. It was 20 years ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> when we start thinking about shit 18, like that. 18 years ago. When we start thinking about yeah. that. Yeah, Anyways, it's like, damn, we old, bro. So I don't know any of these people. I mean, I know, you know, the ones I played basketball with. I'm not going to give any names. But I, I should give a name because, honestly, I want to I call this person out. But I'm not going to. Okay. But I always remember this. And, you know, I sat down because it was the only familiar faces I saw. And I sat down and, you know, we I didn't say anything for 30 minutes. Or I might have said a – I might have tried to say something. I don't, just to add to the Sitting down at the yeah, lunch table. With these people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what to say. I'm in eighth grade. I don't know anything. I don't know y'all, and I don't know what y'all are talking about, so I have nothing to say. I'm not just going to, you know, whatever. And I think they started talking about, like, houses or something, like their houses or something. And I, this, this is the Stewart people. So for anybody that doesn't know, the Stewart people, they're the ones, most of them probably have a little more money. Mm -hmm. you know? I'm from Mezzadan, so I didn't, you know, I'm not, we're not poor. You know, like my parents did fine. But we're not. We I know what you to, mean. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know. Well, for those who don't, yeah. though, like it was kind of one of those things that Metazadan is a community, but then right where Stewart, where our high school was, was kind of more of the uptown area. Oh, okay. Sure. And we'll be right back, folks. All right. Let me tell you something I've been using here lately. Been using Magic Mind, and I think it's became, or I know it's become a game changer for me. So basically, I felt like I was struggling with focus, struggling with energy, and just trying to get that perfect balance all throughout my day. So, you know, lately I've been thinking like, oh man, you know, I got this mental fog and it's been holding me back and just, I just couldn't get quite right. So, you know, I would resort to, you know, crushing a Red Bull or a Monster Energy drink just to see if I could get back to where I was like 100% focused and felt like I could still do my work day, go do my workouts and just keep crushing life. But... I'm a coffee guy. We all know that. And I thought coffee just wasn't providing the sustained energy I needed anymore. I wanted to be 100% focused, and I think it's rare, especially in today's age, to find that 100% focused energy. So that's where Magic Mind came in. I started been, I've been drinking it for about a week now. I love it. It's easy. I can take it anywhere. It's small bottles of this little shot. And I usually... 
take it right with my coffee in the morning. Um, right along with my first cup for the day, it sets me up, gets me going. I already have a win for the day. Made it part of my routine so far this past week. And it's super, super easy to do. It's not hard. But I've just noticed this a couple of days when incorporating Magic Mind into my routine, I notice some benefits. I mean, I've had the mental energy. I have the focus. I need to tackle off my task. And I also feel like it's improved my overall mood and even reduced a little anxiety. And I've never been an anxiety guy, but I feel like what little anxiety I have, it's gone. It's, it's relieved. So it's just a natural stress reliever, and it supports brain functions, which I love. And I know what you're thinking. Some of you are like, oh, it's just a big caffeine shot. Well, it's not. It's not heavy on caffeine at all. I think it's 55 milligrams, and it did not disrupt my sleep at all. Also, for all you people who are on certain diets and, you know, oh, is it going to work for me or whatever, it's sugar-free. It's nut-free. It's vegan, keto, and paleo-friendly. It's got matcha. You know, it's like an extended-release caffeine. It's got, ashwagandha. it's got ashwagandha, an ancient adaption that reduces stress and anxiety. I mean, it's just... Awesome. You know, it's got herbal breakthroughs that enhance mental clarity and endurance. It's got lines made, cordyceps, mushrooms, these nootropics, and the adaptions that reduce inflammation, support cognition, and boost physical endurance. It's a powerhouse. That's all I got to say. It's just a powerhouse to keep you at your best. Now, you might be wondering, well, how do I get it? What do I do? Well, I got some exciting news for you. I've secured an exclusive discount for all you listeners out there. Just head over to magicmind.com slash sheeler20 and you can get up to 56 percent off your subscription for the next 10 days using my code sheeler20 whether you're already a subscriber or looking to try it out this deal is too good to pass up it's worth trying out people if you're having trouble focusing like i was i would recommend this to friends to family members uh you know people like my dude joe rogan's taking it theo vaughn's taking it and also, they're, they're just keep talking about it. Magic Mind stands by its 100% money-back guarantee. If you don't love it, they'll refund your purchase within three to four hours. That's how confident they are in their product. So, if you're struggling to find that focus, energy, and place like I was, truly encourage you to give Magic Mind a shot. It's not just about staying awake. It's about thriving and performing at your best. Again, visit magicmind.com slash Sheeler20. Use the code Sheeler20 to get up 56% off. Or 20% off a one-time purchase. All right. Experience. Anyway, they're talking about their houses. Something about how, you know, whatever. They had nice houses or something. Something like that. And I'm already starting to feel the, the groups being made. You know, they're part of the, the wealthy... You know, I'm just feeling like an outsider. But I did chime in because, but it was more, the only thing I said for this entire 30-minute, you know, session of lunch was, hey, you know, I was trying to defend medicine. I was trying to defend my hometown. It was like, hey, I have a nice house. I have a nice house, <laughs> you know, something like, probably something like that, which, you know, it's not terrible. But anyways, I was just trying to say, hey, you know, we're not all, we're not idiots We're up not here. We're not all yeah. idiots up here. You know, I, so the pretty much the only thing I, I said that entire 30-minute lunch was, you know, hey, you know, we're not all shit up here, you know. We should which, spoke up. Which I should have said. That's you know, admirable, I should have said, no, y'all are all a bunch of, you know, pricks, stuck-up pricks. But, you know, anyways, 
then, like, near the end of the lunch, I still remember this, this one kid that I played basketball with, he said something, he, he commented on how I didn't say anything. Like, he commented on the fact that I was just quiet and didn't say anything the entire lunch. You know, just like pointing out the fact that, you know, I had nothing to say. So then, like, from that moment on, I just felt like, so I'm supposed to always have, you know, words coming out of me, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's just like he, he pointed out the The only fact thing he could focus on was you didn't say that anything. I didn't say anything. So then, but you did. Well, I said that one thing. But soon I mean, you he, said he something. Was right, he was right, though. I didn't say anything because I didn't have anything to say, and that's okay. Sometimes. What's the thing? Like, yeah, yeah. So, some of the people yes. that I know and hang out with, and even on the podcast, too, they talk just because they like to talk, in which yes, people yes. have that. Which And that's what these kids were doing. They were just <sighs> talking to talk. And But, like, sometimes, like, for me, it's just – I don't do well in big groups. I don't either. Okay. Like, when like six people, like, I've noticed with myself that I do okay with, and, like, I can kind of give everybody attention. And yeah, yeah. But, like, when it gets more than that, like, there's always one person who just wants to start fucking talking. Let me get a light on. Okay, that's fine. And there's always one person – no, we're not. Yeah, so we still got out of here. If you want a light, though, so we can see each other. But there's always one person who wants to keep talking. And then, like, I immediately, like, hey, man, you don't have to talk. You, you can, like, whatever you're talking about right now is stupid anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like, we can just chill. Like, we can, yeah, we you just, can let her talk. You can let, and that's, that's what's, like, it's so nice when you can find a person that you can just enjoy the silence with. You know yeah, I mean? silence is it's, okay. It's great. It's great. Like, we can sit here yes. and just be cool. Like, yes. And I, silence makes people yes. uneasy, I think. Yes. But anyway, from that moment on, well, and moments before, I just thought, hey, there's something wrong with me because I don't always have words to say or I can't. So it's just like from then on, I'm like in my head all the time, like trying to think of things to say rather than just saying things to yeah. people. So I just like from then, you know, from those moments on, I would just be stuck in my head all the time when I'm out in public. Like, what do I say to this person? How do I start a conversation? How do I blah, 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 blah. Beca- all back to these early moments of people telling me that, you know, you need to be talking right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There yeah. was another instance like in seventh grade when this was like when um, me, and, me and the boys, you know, this, I guess you're going to know who they are because there's only four people in my class. <laughs> but anyways, and like this isn't anything bad because I'll tell this person this, but it's just like we're just there talking, and then we stop talking, which is fine. We're eating lunch. There's just four of us. We stop talking, and then Marcus, you know, best friend Marcus, you know, Marcus Wood, he says, there's shout, a, shout out, Marcus. <laughs> you started my social anxiety. No, you didn't really. <laughs> You didn't really, but he says, there's that awkward silence again. He's just pointing out the fact that, you know, it's whatever, there's silence. He might've thought it was awkward, whatever, but I, before it was awkward but for him, it was, maybe it was, maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe it, he just said, there's that awkward silence again. And in that, before that moment, I'd never like silence was always, you know, you talk, you have words and then. There's no words. It was never awkward for me. But then, like after him pointing that out, which I'm not, I'm not blaming him. It, it was, you know, it's, it goes back to me. But from that moment on, I was just thinking, you know, thinking that 
hey, awkward silences are bad. You need people need to always be formulating conversations in their head and thinking of the next talk. You know what I'm saying? Does that? I so do. Then, yes. I do because so those like, those two moments were big for me. There was, I'm sure, there were plenty more, but it's just like so. From a young age on, I just like instead of just talking to people. I was always just in my head thinking of what do I talk about rather than just talking, saying, hey, man, how's it going? What do you like to do? Where are you from? You know. Well, that's one thing I've learned with podcasting, though, that people feel like they have to talk if there's silence or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But if you start rambling on again about something Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with the conversation or whatever just because you want to talk because you were scared of the silence, I mean, like, that's okay, but it's not okay at the same time because, like, hey, man, like, you don't – I'd rather you just say, "Hey, let, let me reflect on this for a second. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me get my thoughts out, yeah, and yeah. then I'll say something." Yeah, you know. And I know on a podcast it, it might be different because you actually have to be like, "Oh, you know, like you're saying, oh, we got dead air. We got to say something." Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'd rather you just say, "Hey, hey, give me a minute. It's Cut like, this out." Yeah, or like for me, I'm 31 years old, and I still there's this fear inside of me. Like it, it comes back every now and then. And I'm just like, "Oh no, what if there's an awkward silence?" You know, like, what if, like, on this podcast, it's like, oh, no, I'm on here. And what if we run out of things to talk about? And we're, Dude, just, we don't. we're just sitting here staring at each other for three minutes. You know, yeah. that's still, every now and then, that flares back up, you yeah. know, in my brain. No, and, and that used to, in the beginning when I did the podcast, like, mm-hmm. what if we just fucking run out of things to talk about? And, yeah. like, that was always haunting in my head. Like, even you yeah. said it before we started tonight, that, but... And I pride myself on this, and maybe I shouldn't or sh- should not. But for people who have reviewed the podcast and who've been on the podcast, they like, say, hey, you know how to carry on the conversation and stuff. And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, like, but it's just me. Like, you were talking about doing your first draft with writing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just have gotten to where, like, okay, I'm listening, I'm reflecting, and, like, okay, I'm transitioning to something else. Like, it's just mm-hmm. you put in your work, and you just, like, okay, you're just talking with somebody. And plus, it's easier, too, with somebody – like we we I don't know how many years we, you and I have known each other, but it's just like we have stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. we haven't even ta- went yeah. down any roads. Like, or it's it's like when this when these thoughts and when these when this dialogue ends, whatever we're talking about right now, there's gonna be a, a moment where it stops. Yeah. And then you're gonna ask a new question, or I'm gonna yeah. ask a new question. Somebody will say you're gonna make a new statement. I'm gonna make a new statement, and it's gonna continue. Yeah, it keeps continuing. And that's one thing that, you know, and I'm not saying I'm the best conversationist there ever was. I'm no Joe Rogan. I'm no Theo Vaughn. I'm no Bill Burr. I've had more deeper conversations with you than a lot of other people. I agree because I've done the same thing with you. And and it's one that we do this. And this is something I used to ask people too, that doing them via Zoom is great and all, but when you and I do them in person. That's that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's why I like when – when I did it with you and John, the two times. Yeah, before. like we feed off each other. Yeah. Well, like know. when we did it through the Zoom, it's just like it's, it was it's okay, but that's just like what I was telling you. Like the, I was gonna grab my phone. This is where I wanted to be because, like, I want to be having a real. You're more in tune with the yes, person. Like, exactly. yeah, we're just chilling, we're hanging Cause, out, cause we're relaxed. Is, this all started when me and you were driving <laughs> driving down the road, and we talked about hey, podcast. Yeah. Oh, for, oh. Yeah. Also, for those who don't know, like when Devin and I went to we went to Charlotte and rode right. together numerous yeah. times. Yeah. We were always talking about new things to do, yeah. like video game, YouTube, streaming. And you talk about podcasts and yeah. whatever, and you actually did it. Well, that well that was yeah. I like podcasts, man. Yeah. Like that was like, you know, not to bring up Joe again, but like that was like one of the first podcasts I ever listened to, and that was like when I f- first got my pair of uh, AirPods, mm-hmm. and I was at work, and I was like, I was like, 
I'm going to do a podcast here. And, like, it was him and Kevin Hart. And, like, Kevin Hart, like, the way he was talking and being so inspirational and, like, it's like, is this real? Is this the real Kevin Hart not trying to be funny and say stupid jokes? And, you know, I was like, oh, this guy's real. You know, he's actually talking about his hardships growing up and stuff. And I was yep. like, this is cool. Like, okay, it's not all gummy bears and rainbows for everybody. Like, you know, like he was talking about living in Philadelphia, like growing up in like a, a small apartment, just his mom and barely mm-hmm. making it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then it started to click for me. Oh, man, let's you know, find out what people are about, man. Let's you know, listen. Terry Crews, the guy with yeah, the, the linebacker. Uh, yeah, he does the muscle dance. Dude, like, whatever. He was in uh, but, like, White he's, Chicks or he's whatever. He's talked about the same stuff. Like, he builds so, Legos. Social anxiety. Uh, he, I think he even talked about porn addiction, whether it's even an, like I don't think I don't think porn addiction is a real thing. Really? I don't think it is. That could be a side topic. I want to talk. I, I, I want to talk I about that. I don't think it is. I used to. I don't think it really is. But, all right. All right. Well, what's hold on? But, Before we go to porn addiction, hold yeah. on. Like, let's go back to like yeah. But that was my thing that related yeah. me to podcasts so much that all these people have gone through something that we yeah, you know yes. we've all talked about like Matthew McConaughey, Tom Holland. Terry Crews, Kevin yes. Hart. Like, oh shit. Okay, I'm not the only one. Like, they're cool people, yes. and they've been. They through all shit. went through something, and then that's what I was. That's where I was eventually going to lead is the antidote to oh. anxiety. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Going to that. They go all, into that. their lives show the antidote to anxiety. Their lives, keyword life, live. Go live your life. That is the key to anxiety. Go live. That's it. It's that simple. Like stepping out of your comfort zone and just doing yes, it. Yes, go live. That's the key to anxiety. Go live. That's what you would say to people who were dealing yes. with anxiety. Just yes, go live. Like take a baby step. Like hey, just like I mean, yes, if you want to do something, just do something. Go I mean, I'm go. Just, I'm just go be yourself. Go do what you like to do. Go meet the people you want to meet. Go. Just live. It's that simple. I mean, it's not that simple, but you get what I'm saying. You go live your life. If there's something. <clears throat> If there's something you're afraid of, yeah. All right, I'm gonna go back to Jordan Peterson. That's he's, fine, he's Jordan. My guy, he's my guy. He's my I guy. listen to Jordan Peterson yes. a lot. Anyways, um, it's like he talks about like a dragon in gold. You know, you got to go slay your dragons. You know, you have anxiety about a dragon, but a dragon is hiding treasure. All right, and like all the stories or whatever. It's always the way it's, I it's say like the dragon. The night dra- then like, gets a girl to It's always DM. holding a prince, whatever. So whatever you're afraid of is actually – you're afraid of it because there's behind it is something you actually want. So Whatever that, your motivation is, whether it be the girl or the gold. The girl, or the so, like if you have social anxiety, probably you're looking for social interaction. So go have some social inter- – you, you, you see what I'm saying? Go have mm-hmm. some social interaction. But anyways, for me, that's what I did. I guess I was probably 24, 25 years old, and I was like, you know what? I'm tired of social anxiety. I'm going to go live. I'm going to try to beat it, you know. So. Do you feel like you beat it? That's the key. You can't beat it. You never really yeah. beat it. Yes. But you just make waves with All it? All right. I could get it deep into like therapy and you should never try to, you shouldn't try to fight well. I'm just going to stick to anxiety. I'm not going to get into the thoughts and all that stuff. Okay. But that'd be another, that'd be another yeah, episode. Yeah. But like I said, I'm not an expert on anything. I'm just a person that's lived it. 
I'm no expert on You're subjectively yes, speaking. I'm not a therapist. I'm not any of that. I'm just talking from my own experience. You're not a therapist? No. <laughs> not yet. No, but anyway, um, the key to – so along with anxiety comes the avoidance part. You start avoiding things that you're afraid of. So the key to overcoming is go at what you're afraid of. And just face it head. Face it. You got to face it head on. That's. I that's agree. It. I agree, hundred percent. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, like I, I wouldn't say go out and climb Mount Everest, but hey, let me start with like Buffalo Mountain. Yeah, yeah. Or something. I mean, you take baby steps. I mean, right. If you need to take, baby but people steps, need to know fine. that. Yes, though. yes. But that's that's it. Just go live your life. You know, and one thing, I guess this kind of relates. I hope it kind of relates. That I always thought that. You know, where I, you know, in Rafford and stuff, that if I went and saw a movie by myself, I'd be a loser, and that was not cool. And like, I used to think those things. Yeah, and like, you know, and, and I, you know, if you go sit at the bar by yourself and you just have no one to talk to, there's nobody around you, and you're just sitting there drinking a beer and eating, it's like you're everyone's yeah. gonna look at you and feel like. But I finally like, got to where I did that. Well, it's like for me because I always like I told you, uh, you know, about eighth grade, I just started hiding from the world. I was already used to just. Snow, like I go to a Wendy's, eat by myself. I go to where I go anywhere. I love going to a fast food restaurant, or I like to go up to Taco Bell. Just sit down, relax. Get me about, you know, five, six tacos, mm, just you know, burritos, slapping just, things. You know, nice Baja Blast. <laughs> just you know, tear into that stomach. Oh. You know, just sit down and relax. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like, but you like, you can feel it from everybody. It's like, why is that person there alone? Right. And so content, you know. Because they're scared of it. Because they're afraid. Like, they're afraid to do they, it. Because they are afraid of it. Exactly. That's what it is. It's like they're afraid. Because when why, people why? see that one person that's just there alone and okay with it, everyone's scared so of what they don't know. Yes, it's so intimidating. Yeah, because they're like, oh, I wish I maybe I wish I had yeah. the balls to do that. But, like, for me, I was never afraid of that because that's always what I did because I was so afraid to interact with people. But now I just love going off and eating by myself somewhere. But, anyway, where, 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 what were you talking about? Slaying dragons? Um, <laughs> yeah. Anxiety? A... Oh. Um, overcoming anxiety. Yes. Mm -hmm. What you do. That's That's it. Go live your life. You just do something. Like, even small as that, go eat Taco yes. Bell by yourself. But, I mean, don't, if you're, if you're afraid of heights, don't just, don't do bungee jumping right off the bat, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, that's probably not the first step, you know? Maybe go to the top of a lighthouse. Maybe. Yeah. Go, heck, if you need to have somebody holding your hand, whoever you're real comfortable with, hold yeah, your hey, hand you, and walk to the top of the lighthouse. That's a, Maybe that's the first step. Maybe it's just going to a two-story building and looking out a window. Yeah, like, yeah, there's something as simple steps. as that. Yes, yeah. that's heights. You're claustrophobic. All right. Go. Sit in the truck and roll down a window. No. <laughs> roll the windows up. That's the first oh, step. Yeah, okay, I guess, yeah, you're that's right. It. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, make yourself right. enclosed. You know, it sure. just, it's, if it takes three years to get over it, that's, that's okay. the thing. As long that's as you it. start something, yeah, just you got to start. You got to take that first step. That's it. That's uh, 
a little bit more about me. I've yeah. been doing jujitsu, and the guy who's teaching us, he said like. We were somehow like everybody was so obsessed about the belts and everything, you know. Hey, man, when, when am I going to get a blue belt? When I'll get purple? When I'll get brown and stuff? And he was just like, "You've already got the hardest belt." And we're like, "What?" And he's like, "The white belt." And he's like, "There's so many people who won't start just because they're just afraid of something or afraid of being hurt or whatever." Yeah. So he's like, "You've already got the hardest belt. Now let's just put in your time." And I was like, "Cool." Hell yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I got my dick hard right there. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I was but like, that's damn. It. Just, you got to take that first it's step. It's like, yeah, the start. Like, hey, so I started. For me, like, there were times in my life, like, like, like I told you, I just get stuck in my head. Like, am I supposed to talk to this person? What am I supposed to say to this person? How do I start a conversation with this person? What do I talk about? Um, I used to, I used to get in this thing where like, I would get anxiety about eye contact, you know, like so, like if I wanted to right now. Because somebody's staring you in the yeah, eye. Yeah, I could start like I get that periodically even now. Like I can get focused on the thought of oh shoot. You oh, know, I try to make myself like, do it. I like, but just anything, anything socially related, I could get stuck on that. So, um, there were times in my life, or there was years of my life I was just afraid to go any like I'd be afraid to go to Walmart what if I saw somebody I knew you know what if I had to talk to somebody <laughs> you know like seriously like and no, I agree. Pe- like and like with covid now that's made people's social anxiety through the roof because people got comfortable with not so not being not interacting socially with people right. like it's just people before all these, the same people that used to be the biggest social butterflies, they all just went back to their house and became content with that. And then people that never had, never would have had social anxiety, now a bunch of people like that have it. But anyway, back to, um, I was real bad. I couldn't go out, you know, or I struggled. I just, I avoided places that I might see people. Um, uh, if I did have to go somewhere, I was constantly, do I talk to this person? What do I say? Blah, blah, blah. This, the, thought, the thought monster in my head was just rapid fire, you know, anxiety. And I guess I, I started, like, I'd look up YouTube videos, you know, how to, how to be, you know, just how do you start a conversation with people? Sure. Just little things like that. Um, how do you... You know, how do you get over social anxiety? You to on it like the internet. The internet's probably what saved me. The internet, you know. I think it did. YouTube, you know, just. I, I had no arguments yeah, with that. It, like the internet gave me the tools to be better get over it. But anyways, just improve. So I learned. You know, I guess the best. For social, anybody struggling with social anxiety, this is the best tip I have for you. If you're worried about what everybody thinks, or if you're worried about what somebody is thinking, because at, at the root of social anxiety, you're worried about what other people are thinking, whether it's as, about you or just in that moment what they're thinking. This is the best advice I can give you. That person 
doesn't give a fuck about you. They do not give a fuck about you. There, Yes, there are bullies. There are people that pick. There are people that are, you know, in the moment, they'll, like, point out the person that makes a mistake. But as a whole, human beings, we're all kind of selfish. That's kind of human nature. We're, we're all kind of selfish. We're self-centered. And in most any given moment, for the most part, most people are thinking about themselves. They don't care what you're doing. So you actually have nothing to worry about. So I agree 100%. Like and that's that when I when that concept got in my head, it made you free. It kind of freed me. It just it allowed me to relax and then I started to realize, you know, so that person's not worried that, you know, I'm not asking the right questions or I'm not saying the right things or what they're probably just worried about, you know, probably more worried about what they're doing. What yes, that's what I'm leading to. They're worried about themselves. So then I learned I'm not actually that bad of a conversationalist myself because I learned to listen to people. That's another thing you can do. Learn to listen. You start to listen. And then you realize, okay, people are, for the most part, are self-centered. I'm self-centered. <laughs> self you're probably, you know. I agree. All, I, I'm not, human, I'm not, I won't human, argue with that. That's human nature. We're all self-centered. So ask questions about people. Ask them questions. Ask them about their life. Yeah. Ask them what they're doing. People love, this is the next tip. People love to talk about themselves. Oh, yes. They do. If you can get them going. And honestly, like, once I got really good at just asking people questions, and it's kind of backfired because now people just sit and they tell me everything. Like stuff you don't want to know. They tell me like, everything. Why? Just all because I learned how to listen. So that's tip, num tip number one. People don't give a fuck about you. So you can just relax. They're not concerned about what you're doing. They're concerned about themselves. And tip number two is ask questions and listen. That's it. I like it. And I'm not saying those are my tips. It's just stuff I've gathered. I don't remember who well, I that's, I don't that, know what YouTube video it was, but that's just that's how I go. But that's your life. own experience with that's dealing with it, and that's what you've learned, yes. and that's, that's what, what you learned. can help it. out. And that's it. Like tell people, like, hey. Yes. That's what you did to get people over. People do not give a fuck about you. They do. This makes sense because some of the people, when you see out, you'll probably never see them again. Yes. Who knows when? If even if you do. Yep. So yeah, why worry about this person? You'll never meet again in your life, probably. Statistically speaking. So. Though I started to learn that you know, how to how to be social, and then. I enjoy singing. I enjoy music. You know, doing some covers now. Doing some covers. You, you want to plug? Yeah. No, I was going to lead into the baby steps to that. Oh, okay, okay, go ahead. Right, so, and this is for this goes for anything. If you want to do anything where you're on camera, you just got to take that first step. And if that first step is say you want to say your goal is to be a podcaster or whatever to just talk. Record yourself talking. And yeah. Just you listen to it. Listen to it five times. 
listen to it 20 times. Start small until you get comfortable with it. Because eventually it's like everybody hates their speaking voice. Everybody hates oh. to hear themselves <laughs> on camera. Yes. Start small. And eventually you're just not going to care. And you're going to get over it. Mm -hmm. But like for me, I always thought I sounded good. Some people had told me I sounded good. And I just, I would record myself singing. I would, was on some, like, karaoke apps. I'd go in there and play, and I'd just, like, do some, you know, some songs with people. And just, like, it was all, you know, anonymous. Like, nobody really knew, you know, who anybody was. Just to see, does anybody else like this? I like it. Does anybody else like it? You know, just start small. Start anonymous. And then, okay, a few people liked it. Yeah. Some more people liked it. Okay. You know. Go and I went to Snapchat. Because, like, Facebook, if you just start, you know, you start on Facebook. This is why I don't like, so this is why I don't like Facebook and Instagram and all those. Because of the likes. You know, the likes, the views. Yeah. Because everybody get... uses that as a. Engagement of as success. As a gauge of success. But really it's not. Because there's, there's too many algorithms some people have more friends. Some people are more engaged with the app, so they get more attention. Likes, views, really... I mean, obviously, if you consistently have a lot, you're probably better. But if you don't, it doesn't really mean anything because maybe just nobody ever saw it. Right. But anyways, I first posted on Snapchat just to see, you know. Because on Snapchat... Nobody knows how many people see it. Right. Nobody knows who likes it. Yeah. So I use Snapchat as my gauge because I got a bunch of private messages. And I, then I knew that, okay, if I post this on Snapchat and I post it on the story and nobody is going – like on Facebook, you know, you'll get messages because the public – the public sphere, they're going to see it, you know. Yeah, everybody so some it. people just comment for the hell, for the sake of comment because they want to be a part of something. Of course. But on Snapchat, that's all private. So if somebody, that's, that's, if somebody that goes out of their way to send you a message and say, "Hey, I like that," it's like genuinely. It mean it's genuine. It's a real interaction. I never and thought I, about and, it and like I, that. And I got that, and that, that that was my way. That was my little my little safety net, you know. Sure. I just put it there because nobody knew, you know, who's seeing it. Nobody knew who liked it. People are seeing it, but I don't actually know if you know if they like it. But the fact that I got private messages, I was like, oh, yeah, there's like something going they on. Like yeah. It. So then I went to Facebook. And I've tried YouTube, but it's it's kind of hard. Or TikTok, it's just too much. Yeah, all the mainstreams yeah. are just. Now my goal is just I want to get out there in the world and play, and that's it. If people like, I want to actually play on stages. I want to play wherever, and people like it, great. If they don't, that's okay. Do but, you have anything coming up? Like I know you did the thing at uh, um, Doghouse or Dogtown. I played at Dogtown, and I've actually. Me and another guy, we have a, a band. It's called the Devin Dalton Band. What he made on like, Instagram? Yeah, he I've made, seen he, it. He I follow it. it. And he's trying to make a, or he has a, he's trying to make a pro publishing, or is it? I'm bad with all these words, but he's trying to make like a 
record label, something like that. He's trying to make a publishing company. He lives like four miles from me. Okay. Um, and so we played at Dogtown, and he made the band, you know, you had to come up with a band name, like, to go up on the stage. He made it Devin Dalton Band, and he's trying to work. I'm trying, we're trying to get, like, 40 songs together and start playing. Start playing. But because I'm, you know, I'm a singer first, for years I just cheated on the guitar play. Like, I never actually was right. I mean, my timing is Devin Dalton standard, and it's not the standard time signature for stuff. So I kind of made up my own system, which, you know, it ain't. Is it right? I don't know. Is it wrong? I don't know. But anyways, I'm going back to the base. I've, I've went back to square one. I'm back on YouTube. I'm back watching simple Get, timing videos. Getting it back. Down up, strumming. Doing whatever. traditional yes, way of I'm learning. I'm just back to the basics so that I can actually, you know. Do it the I right mean, way? I mean, I can get up. If somebody else is playing guitar, I can sing, whatever. But I want to, like, I want to be legit. Like, I want to be, I want to be able to do both. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm working on my guitar playing and trying to get out there in the world and play. Devin, I love it, man. I think it's a good way to take this uh, podcast home right there. I know we've been talking for a while, and I think we've talked about some good things tonight. And um, But, yeah, you want to plug Devin Dalton Band on Instagram or anything? and uh, We'll take this home on that. Like, I like it. I like the way that sounds, man, before we get anything deeper. Um plug when you say plug like oh yeah like your instagram devin dalton band like if people want to, I, if see, people want to get like, at you like yeah, yeah, I if have people a, want to like, talk about anxiety like you want to do so you want for, so for me a person with i have a hard time talking about myself okay. or like promoting myself okay it's i'm just like, asking you yeah, don't have no, to no i mean i will i'm just I'll, saying because eventually you got to do it but it's just like i guess i'm kind so of your like, instagram yeah. is devin dalton band I think that's what it is yeah i follow it that's what it is at devin dalton band at devin dalton band Cool. Um, I also have Snapchat. That's where I things a little more personal. Do you want to give that out? That's yeah. Snapchat is Big Dev Twenty Twenty. Big Dev B I G D E V Twenty Twenty. Big Dev Twenty Twenty. There, I just you know I do some covers and I'm just myself. I'm stupid. I'm I act stupid. I'm gonna say you act stupid. You just put your content out. You put yeah. your music out. All well, that I, good I mean, stuff. I'm just saying I do others. You know, we'll do what I just live my life. I just, just show the world that this is who I am, and I don't really care if man. you don't like it. Well, you said it earlier. Go live, baby, Go right? Live, baby. I'll cheers to you on that, and we'll call this a night. Later, folks. We're out of here.